0: Georges Collinet with another edition of the GC DJ Roadshow. Today we are in Tacoma Park. It's a quaint neighborhood near Washington, D.C. in Maryland. And that's where WOWD Tacoma Radio rules the airwaves. This low-power radio station, manned by volunteers, broadcasts local news, stories, and of course, great music programs. WOWD was co founded by our dear friend and former Afropop collaborator, the one and only Marika Partridge. She's now senior advisor of WOWD. All right, as you may know, in the GC DJ Roadshow, we travel around the US and the world in search of great radio programs only known to their local listeners. I tell you, you can find some real gems out there. And we want you, Afropop listeners, to be able to enjoy them.
1: Welcome to The Jolly Papa Show. We are so honored to be part of George Collinet's DJ Road Show here on Afropop Worldwide We are normally on W.O.W.D.L.P. in Tacoma Park, Washington, D.C. My name is M.A. Yes, yes. And I'm Michael. And he's right. We we come on every Wednesday,
2: 1 to 3 uh, p.m. at TacomaRadio.org if you want to listen in. Um, and play great music from Africa and beyond and talk about the latest sort of movements and play old school music and play new school music. And so we've been thinking about these kind of notions of this older styles and the new palm wine, electronic palm wine and Afrobeat, and then Afro beats. So we thought we'd just explore that aspect of things today. Uh, call up a few, few folks that we've talked to in the past, some new friends. Um, and talk about kind of what the difference means. What does this S factor mean when we talk about Afrobeats And just throw that S on there. Is it some marketing ploy? Is it an homage? And uh, we want to say thanks to yeah, George Colinet for putting this together, and Marika Partridge for making the, the acquaintance, and the whole Afro pop team. This is a, quite a treat. I've been listening to Afro pop personally for 30 years, so now to be on the other side of that is is a little crazy for me. It's a little inside out, <laughs> which
0: uh, in a beautiful way. Well, thank you, Michael. And as you say, Afrobeat, Afrobeats, what gives? To find out, here is the S Factor on Afropop Worldwide from PRX.
1: Yes, that's the question. We're gonna find out through this show, at least we'll try our best, to find out what the S factor is. What's the difference between Afrobeat and Afrobeats?
2: Of course, the former without the S being the creation of Fela Kuti and his cohort, uh, you know, back in the 70s and 60s even, Um, you know, and Afrobeats being this new style that's coming out of Nigeria and Ghana that's, you know, heavily influenced by hip hop and other things. A lot of similarities in the cyclical nature of the music and other kinds of things, but um, it's our great pleasure to come on here and uh, talk with these great artists on
1: this great forum here on Afropop about the difference here. And maybe we can clear up some of the confusion. There you go. There you go. Fantastic. It's, uh, it's a great honor. We got to talk to Wumi Alaya. Singer who um, lives all over the world at this point. Uh, she uh, has Nigerian roots and she lives in London and she also lives in New York. And then we talked to Danielle Dijonu, Togolese um, musician and Afrobeat star who lives in Belgium. And uh, we also talked to Lady Dunley, who is a newer Afrobeat, maybe, maybe not. We don't know, but we'll find out. And then lastly, we spoke to Shewu Olota, who is an Afrobeat saxophonist who lives and plays his trade in Lagos, Nigeria.
2: Right on. So we're just going to get their perspectives and then chat about it a little bit. That's kind of how our show goes uh, every week on Tacoma Radio. Just a little bit of chit chat about the music and then we play some music. So without further ado, I think we're going to start with uh, Shewu Olota. Is that the idea?
1: Yes. Let's uh, let's
2: give Shewu the floor. All right, we'll start with this music. This one's called United People.
3: where there was jam session where musicians can just pick up their horn, pick up your instrument, guitar, you go to a jam session to play with musicians. But now, most clubs are not investing in musical instruments anymore, except the churches who are keeping the music alive anyway. And live venues are gradually going to just DJ venues. So you don't find where musicians can perform and play. And some of these musicians now when they see they don't get engagement, they start to think, why don't we why don't I change my model to become a solo artist or to become somebody jamming with a DJ? There's nothing wrong with going electronic, working with DJs and all that. But the, the 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 soul of live music gradually is getting killed people, With the Afro beats, Yeah, now, like I said, the key coin in the that is what you learn, what you spend your time with that you get to know. Some of these guys with no music knowledge, they're creating, sometimes you listen to the rhythms, they're creating with computers and you're wondering, wow, how do you think about it? So, but it will be better with having method. to the madness. By having music awareness, you know, People basically, you want to be a rapper, you want to be a big poet. Well, Join, you know, let me go for. Should we going for Thursday poetry night? You know, where well, you get, well, you get to meet other poets, where well, you get to meet other writers, where well, you get to. You go. But this other one, you just feel, no, no, hey man, one hit, bling bling, spend money, go to the club, you know, the money we get an influencer to push the music, even if it's not good end. But how long will that madness that does not have metal take you? Better
4: life for oh, everybody. On oh, our tables, money in our pockets. Roof over our heads. Better life for everybody. Group, on our tables, money in our pockets. Oh, oh, Roof over our heads. Better life for everybody. Oh! If you get mm. to listen,
3: tonight, I just want to be like the baobab tree, like the ivoko tree. That it may take time for the rubber tree to get to grow but when you uproot that rubber tree or the iroko tree from a spot years to come people would say there was something here because that's, that mark is still be there so we're not on it we're not in a haste to get to our destination it's far, it's far.
4: Us. we want an answer Until we get an answer One, come on,
1: people Yes, Shemu Alotta, Afrofusion saxophonist Out of Lagos, Nigeria You know, he's very interesting He's not kidding When he speaks about His connection to the needs of society Making sure that's a part of his music He's actually an advocate for a persons living with special needs and tough physical conditions right there in Lagos and he puts a lot of his energy towards um, that community. So yeah it's fantastic to hear a young man like him knows exactly what he wants to do with his music and um, may he be as strong as the Iroko tree after all.
2: Yeah yeah I, you know I'm particularly struck when we talk with these musicians about like you know the difference between music now and the kind of the oldest style music is you know with live instruments and such is the empathy with which you know they they see it all it's like this is the technology that's come around everyone else is using it you know we'll hear from Me saying the same thing later and daniel and and lady donnelly as well it's something that is this is just you know what it means to be a human living on this world you know all these technologies swim around and people snatch them and they and they start doing their own thing on them and uh you know, it's more about the economics of the situation that creates the, the dynamics, rather than like, you know, artistic taste or whatever. So, um, you know, lot of it was it was cool to hear him talk about that. You know, that the beats that are, they're creating are awesome. You know, it can be it can be deepened though. That's a refrain we'll be hearing again as well. Really interesting, really interesting talking with him. Wow, he's got a wide range of interests and opinions.
1: Yeah, sure, exactly. And I hope we get the little part where Lady Donnelly speaks about that fusion of beats, electronics, and the live, being a younger artist herself, utilizing the electronics, the, the technology, and the fusion is much closer for their generation. Yeah. So we moved on next. Uh, we caught up with Daniel DiGiono, who's uh, about three, four years ago, came down to the Washington DC area with his band, and we met up with him. We did an interview at the station, and uh, we hung up with him and his band, and. There were about five, six of them, and they were extremely tight. Wonderful, fun people. Yep, absolutely. So
2: we got him on the line again. Um, you know, again, through Zoom, you got to excuse all these sort of, uh, you know, COVID. We're playing under COVID rules here, so the audio is is what it is. <laughs> but in any case, we got him on the line and, you know, asked him, you know, a bunch of questions. Uh, also, really interesting guy to talk to. Young, uh, plays Afrobeat He's very much into the the old school kind of way of doing things, but is of the generation that, you know, is creating Afrobeats and with the more electronic side. So he's got a lot of opinions and he he sits in a particular place based in Belgium. So let's check him out here. What he has to say first off about when he first heard the term, you know, Afrobeats with the S and how, what was his reaction?
5: Yeah, I was confused when this name, uh, Afrobeat, started. I said, oh, why those those people do just don't choose another name to this thing? And they put just the S there and, you know, create a confusion. And I was asking myself, do the Western people will put rock, they will put rocks, and then the new style will be rocks? No way! No, no, the whole world will fight everyone. But in Africa, yeah, they are doing their thing, so why these young people just put the S there and mess up all our heritage, you know? For me, it's taking me time to, you know... Probeat was uh, more uh, politically involved and also social issues, you know. People think about everyday life, what they live, their troubles, you know. Social issues, people talk about hustling, you know, about how difficult is it to, to emerge or how difficult is it to be a musician or how difficult is it to fight our government and have good, good things happening in our, our countries so at the first point it was the afro beats at the beginning was that but now the afro beats is more about you know big life drinking you know smoking you know riding big cars you know i don't think this is the dream of the young african today young african want to image you know in the science in agriculture in many many aspects of what we have in the society but with Afro beats, it's just the bling the bling sides that we are seeing today. Now, it's, it's a pity, you know. I can see it's a pity, you know. African dream is not American dream, you know. For a long time, they just show negative image about Africa, you know. When they talk about Africa, is people don't have to eat people don't have nothing. So I think that's why the new generation want to break this image of Africa. So they want to show that also in Africa, people can enjoy life, you know. People can, you know, have big car and have big dreams, which is cool, you know. But on the other hand, you know, we still have big issues to fix, you know. (laughs) So we still have big trouble to talk about. What is the the authenticity in African music, you know? It's the liveness and the spirit behind the music. And what is left for African music today? What is left is the pureness, you know what I mean? It's the pure, you know. What Africa has to sell in talent, in sport, in football, to all the all the rest of the world today is the pureness, how natural our way to doing things are. So I think now, with Afrobeat, we are losing this aspect of the thing, you know. The music is just looking at something that already exists, you know. It's not like, hmm, this is rare, you know. I never hear this melody, uh, you know. So that's the problem with this kind of music is happening now. You hear this Remember Me Sun 19s with r you know, the keyboard lines, you know, say, ah, okay, okay. So, but you, you are not surprised, you know, there's no surprise, you know. So these things shake me a bit, I say, okay, yeah. It's our heritage, in fact, you know, all these modern instruments who landed in Africa from the beginning, the first contact with the white culture of the Western culture, I think it's become our our heritage, but we have to pay attention the way we express ourselves through it, you know. That's the, the difference, you know. Some people are express the expression as the expression is the same like the Western world, you know, there's no more challenge, I mean, you know. I think the expression has to be different, you know. So for me, this is where I want to go when I'm composing, when I'm doing music, you know. How to be different, but sound modern, how to be different and sound great, you know. Now, yeah, you can hear it with Davido and all these guys, you know, the, the, the club is there, the percussion are there, who are very rooted. And I think, yes, in one way, you know, all oh, people are now, oh Afrobeats, Afrobeats. It's good, you know, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like an introducing to something big who is coming, you know. So I think for, for musicians who are more critical about music or who are very live advanced in playing live music, you know, they won't like it. But I think it's an opportunity, you know. We can jump back and say, okay, hey guys, okay, this is the way, you know. Yeah, this is just a beginning, I'll do it, but you know, you know <laughs> let's see how we can jump jump on it and do something incredible. And yeah, now with Corona, we are struggling, but a lot of our friends, we are staying tight. Everyone is working hard, you know. They are on studio, working hard, working hard, and I think something great is coming out after all this hard time, you know, so, yeah.
2: Phew, Daniel, always interesting to talk to Daniel Dejonu. Uh, Togolese-based trumpeter and band leader. Um, actually, not Togolese. He's from Togo, but he's he's based in Brussels. Um, so yeah, it's so fascinating to hear him talk about. You know, again, the technology isn't the issue. It's the expression. The expression that comes with the technology. And if the expression is is not something new, if it doesn't tickle that that lobe <laughs> of of newness and sort of interestingness and curiosity then it's, it's not really adding anything. It's just kind of, uh, you know, placeholder music or something like that. I think that I'm paraphrasing, but you heard him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think those those concepts are really interesting. The expression, what is the expression? How does that come? There's a lot of sections of inter- these interviews we couldn't use, but because of sound quality and other things. But, um, you know, Joe Nolota got into that, too. Environment and language, how these different things affect, you know, what it means to be in Lagos, you know, how that how that affects people's sounds and music and ideas and so uh, you know it's interesting to hear Daniel talk about that.
1: I love Daniel's reaction because uh, he said it uh, I think in one of the excerpts that he loves to research Um, and you can tell from his contribution that this is a guy who's also always asking himself questions and trying to figure out Um, where he is and where things are, where people are are going. And I think he's on the right path and there's plenty of uh, research and learning to do. And I think, you know, that's wonderful for him. Daniel comes from a musical family too. His father was a musician, a percussionist down in Togo. And he tells a story about um, how he got introduced to the uh, world of of musicians, people coming through his father's house. His father had had a band or a troupe of uh, musicians that he worked with uh, so he's coming from a very very defined definite perspective second generation musician totally different from some of the guys that we're uh, listening to listening to today absolutely
2: i thought it was interesting too the empathy there was again you know like you know people want to show that you know we're everything's on the same level it's interesting that i was thinking about that's you know high life the whole term high life is kind of about like you know it's showing this classy side you know uh, you should have called it high lives music instead of Afrobeats maybe. <laughs> if you gotta add that S to something. You know, but again, the empathy, like he understands that impulse, he gets that. But you gotta marry it with, you know, something that is grounded as well and you know, in order to move forward. So everyone is looking forward to that moment when it's gonna click and it's just gonna become, you know, and it's starting to happen, you know, you're starting to see these bands that are mixing things up. We'll hear Lady Donnelly talk about that more too. But um, it's an exciting time for music in Africa.
1: Yeah, and you know, this is not the first time it's happened. You know, African music has been on the scene, uh, on the world scene. I mean, with Fela Kuti back in the day, doing straight up mainstream music. something like flyer robin flyer you guys may remember that that was a nigerian producer Mm -hmm. that was a nigerian composer doing that so this is not the first time nigerian music has been on the world scene um and it has evolved it's taken different directions and it's doing that um again uh right
2: now yeah absolutely and who better to to talk about that than uh wound me who's been somebody who's sort of uh 's been so she's been floating in and out of different genres and, and scenes and, and worlds in London and then in the US and in Nigeria um, you know Victor Olaya's, uh niece um, and you know she's got so many connections to the jazz world and everything and uh, dance and you know she was doing in the mid 90s as she describes her she was doing music that involved African elements and electronic elements and and uh, she's going to talk about how, how that all, hit when people heard what she was doing and, and how that's different from what's going on today. So, you know, she's a perfect person. She straddles the world. She does Afrobeat tracks, but she also does straight up house dance tracks and stuff. So she's she's an interesting one to talk to.
1: Absolutely. And you, might, you may remember Wumi from the iconic Soul to Soul music video with the dancer of that song called Back to Life. That was Wumi in the beginnings of her career, dancing and doing her thing with Soul to Soul. She went off after that to work with Roy Ayers and a bunch of other wonderful musicians like Masters of Works, who she talks about, all in the deep house scene in New York, deep house scene in in the UK. Uh, So let's listen to Wumi's uh, description. All right, we're
2: going to start with a little bit of music here. MT Vision. (laughs) So uh, it's a new track, right?
1: It's a brand new track. It's not even out yet. First time. First time out,
2: yeah. (laughs) All right, debut. Uh, From Wumi here, you're listening to some Jolly Papas on Afro Pop. There's a lot of pop pop in the air right now. (laughs) Wanty, 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 getty, getty, wanty,
6: wanty, getty, getty, wanty, wanty, getty, getty, wanty, wanty, getty, getty. Getty getty, wanty wanty Getty getty
0: That was Empty Vision, not yet released by WUMI. Today on GC's Roadshow, we are enjoying tracks and conversations with WOWD's Jolly Papa Radio. That's MA Awa and Michael Shereki's, And I'm Georges Collinet. You're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRX. <laughs> Okay, we're back. Let's return to our conversation with Wumi, a superstar of the Afrobeats scene. With
7: me and my music when I began, which was mid 90s, when I actually went to the studio to record, at the time people asked me what kind of music do I do? And I used to tell them Afrofusion, Afro funk, Afro Afro something, you know? People kept thinking that there was no genre for you. Where do you, yeah. I like to say, put me anywhere. It's music. It's, okay, if it makes your life easy, put it on the dance. And fortunately for me, I had this big period in my career where I was doing a lot of collaboration with all the DJs in the house, which became Afro House. You know, they call it Afro dance, Afro house. So that genre is what brought me to this point where when people listen to Afro Beats, there isn't no difference between what they're calling Afro Beats now and what I started doing with the likes of Masters of Work, Oshunade, and so on and so forth. So, and before this whole sound became prominent in Nigeria, they were already doing a fusion in South Africa because they were already doing Afro House. You know, they had a quieter, and then they always had a soul house, and then they went deeper. They went into deep house, and they had an electronic house. I mean, Nigeria is only just now beginning to explore that in, in the same way the South Africans have. I remember when I first heard the stuff that they were doing, I thought it was more like Euro trash that they used to call the house music that came out from Europe, You know, and that's what it sounded like, that they were fusing that. But now, it's... It's like cooking a dish for the first time and maybe you didn't get the spice all right, but you keep trying let everything starts blending. Before you know it. nobody, you start to put your own blending because you, you actually got it. You understand just enough of this, just enough of that, and before you know it, it becomes yours. And nobody can remember when it was not quite right. To me, it's a whole idea. It's about who is doing the marketing and what became, you know, when the Afrobeat, Afro beats. You know, it, it, it was like when they put the S on the top of the beat, it was like, what was that? I mean, they could have just come up with a, it's Afro pop. Call it Afro pop because it's more pop than it's Afro beat, you know? But again, like I said, that's the type that's created by those who obviously want to control who's in and who's out,
6: you know?
7: I am happy that finally, quote unquote, African music is now world. For so long, they had it in world music, which meant nothing. Do you understand? It's like world music. World music was a genre that put everything in. I feel like they're still trying to get to terms with the whole idea that there is an African sound that everyone is enjoying, that doesn't fit into the quote-unquote R&B, you know. It's really actually, right now, it is the mainstream. African music, it has become the mainstream. West Africa has become the mainstream. Many of the artists in the West are using a playing live instrument where the music is not, it's not just them. It's all over the world. The market has shifted. And if you want to book them to play live, they are coming live with a band. And so what do you mean they're not playing live? They may not have redone a whole big production, but they don't have to. Nobody has to. That's an extra luxury and funding if you have the backing, but if you don't have to have that. We all know that now. We Those of us who enjoy that, yes, you do it, but you then have the bill to carry if you don't have to do that for the time being, why do something you don't have to do? If the beat is there, I mean, they're not the only one who do electronic. They shop the African music in the world because of it being live and all the traditional instrumentation. Now they cannot put that. There's no mud cloth and there's no djembe. <laughs> so, they, they, they have to put it on the same level as all other sound that's coming from, whether it's from America, whether it's from UK, from Australia, from wherever. They're actually on equal footing, finally. During this lockdown, when I was home, one thing that was interesting was hearing the electronic African beats. You know, literally what the kids were listening to. The kind of music that I know once upon a time they would not have paid attention to because it was electronic. But now it's hit, And that also means that anyone and everyone back home can create that. Because it, it's not now just those who can afford to have the instrument. It's about who has the time to go in and create. And the more they know, the more they're fusing. And I think like everything else, is a hit and miss. Some things will work and some things will not work.
2: Indeed. <laughs> you know that it's it, it, in the end it's just about who's creative with whatever tools you're given and where is your inspiration coming from you know there seems to be this heightened problem you know with talking about african music like it's not on traditional instruments it's some sort of corrupted or something like that but it's the same here pop music here is on the same using the same tools and midi instruments and you know softwares and everything it's uh it's interesting to hear these uh, artists talk about this you know because she does things both ways she's you know full band also kind of clubby kind of synthesized kind of productions as well but as she says elsewhere in the long much longer interview there's always the essence of her there you know her expression always comes out her expression is always her roots in nigeria her time in, in london her time in the u.s you know and, and her personal kind of journey is always in there and that's what makes it interesting not whether it's on a traditional instrument or a synthesized instrument or whatever you know so the common refrain here daniel is talking about the same thing
1: and most importantly it's about you know dance you know wumi makes a good point in some uh parts of my conversations with and also i think in some excerpts of this uh interview we did where it's about Dance. You know, at the end of the day, even fellas' music was hypnotic um, and you get lost in just the melody and beats and the grooves and the deep, complicated rhythms going on before you hit you with, you know, some serious, deep thoughts. Um, but that ability to keep people dancing, that's the one thing I think Afrobeats has accomplished and goes even beyond um, what was expected. Uh, because uh, these guys have learned how to keep people moving in the dance clubs and it's no surprise Um, if you think back in the 80s 90s and even early 2000 you know nigerians travel a lot abroad and wherever we went to the first thing we did was check out the music so all the music hitting us from the caribbean from the united states and i would not you know hesitate to really really at you know, the Caribbean, St. Lucia, a lot of these pop artists who were putting out great music at that time, you know Nigerians came in contact with that music. Nigerians could hear themselves making those sounds. And all of that stuff was electronic back in the mm-hmm. early two thousand, late now. None of it was live music. The music coming out of the Caribbean was all electronic. And it played a big, big role in the development of Nigerian music uh, with the dancehall grooves. Uh, all these things that finally we could clearly articulate and do electronically without a you know 12 drummers you know so all those things really added to the fuel of um, what has become afrobeats today interesting
2: because you know afrobeats with the hip hop inflections hip hop's coming out of that same caribbean you know toasting over traps kind of scene so similarities there maybe that's the s s factor the similarities what the, do you think
1: i have many <laughs> many many one of the th- one of my theories that the s factor is you know it's like we were talking about with daniel it's the sweetener you know it's the honey mm-hmm. to attract other people it's what the flower does to the bee for example you know it draws you in you know that s is the sweetener it's also a lot of things, it's self-determination, because as we know, the Afrobeats did not need anybody's help to get to the mainstream. These young people have done it all on their own, using social media, uh, the new media, and all the electronic outlets that they can find. So for me, it's the sweetener and it's the self-determination, the necessity to move forward.
2: Yeah, this for me is, uh, it's odd to, you know, that Afrobeats became Afrobeats, but you know, it's an homage in in part, it's uh, it's a confusion in part, and it just is what it is, and uh, no harm, no foul. Uh, everybody knows the difference, I think. And you know, hopefully programs like this will help people <laughs> know that there's a difference um, and dive into what Afrobeat really is and, you know, what Afrobeats means, you know, because there are, they are different. It, you know, we have to say the S is a sweetener. Well, there has to be something worthwhile to draw you in for. If it's all honey, you know, it can't be all honey.
1: I love honey. I don't know about you. <laughs> but, you know, I could eat honey for days. That's, that's, <laughs> a, yeah, that's, maybe my, that's my personal problem. But, you know, Beyond that though, you have to think about it like the reports have been mentioned and I know this for a fact. A lot of these young artists who started out, I mean they're not so they're not they're the, the godfathers of the Afrobeats uh music uh, right now in Nigeria. People like, you know, Two Face.
2: Yeah, oh, wow. You know,
1: Debanj. You know, all these cats are like the Afrobeat godfathers, Mm -hmm. right? Um, They started really, they started the the movement. Uh, But one thing that was very important from their perspective that you could sense in everything that they were doing was this directness, this, you know, they're really direct about, this is gonna be funky. This is going to be fun. This is going to be exciting. Yeah, that's hype. Music is hype. Music is marketing, you know, and it's all those things wrapped up in one. But um, the determination of that early cadre of artists, I think they are responsible for the success of of Afrobeats today. And this is constantly changing. When Afrobeats first hit the scene two, three years ago, there's a lot of this vocal i don't know augmentation that crappy vocal thing people put on, on their songs but that's that's going away you know you have artists like Thames, you know and other uh, singers who are, they don't need it yeah. you know they can sing you know they got the groove they got the brilliant producers working behind the scenes ira star o'malley all these people can sing they don't need any help yeah
2: well, and as Wumi said, you know, everything's being democratized by technology and, and things. So you can make a network of producers around the world and work on you know, very cheaply, you know, with laptops and, and good microphones. And it's democratized all of that. And so maybe there was a moment when it was, you know, overshot and everything went a little too auto and a little too synthy and a little too, you know, like when MIDI first came in in the 80s, everything was gated snare and like heavy, you know. Uh, And now it's evening out, it's becoming more of a blend of things. And and it's just that black and white dynamic is kind of being obliterated. It's kind of something that Lady Dunley speaks to better than I can. So why don't we we hear what she has to say about this matter? Lady Dunley, of course, is uh, she's based in Lagos, you said now?
1: Yeah, she's based in Lagos. Um, Also, very unusual story. We'll get her story at the other side. All right, cool. This is Lady Donnelly. Uh, we're going to listen
2: uh, over a, a bit of her song. The track is called Thunderstorms in... Where is it?
1: Surulere.
2: Ah, thank you. <laughs> You're listening to the Jolly Papa show on Afropop Worldwide. It's a sandwich inside a sandwich.
8: <laughs> I picked the my cause I wanna get to you, baby. Tonight. You're tight, you're thick and thin, and Tonight, I'ma do you right There's a ton of storm in Surin And I just wanna get to you for it is. There's a ton of storm in Surin my soul in my is your good hey in is your good you're so good to me you bless my soul in my mind in go short 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 hey i just i Falling. And now it's never felt before And As I find it in myself is popping Cause I think I found the one I'm suffering Yeah we suffering Ah like you did the want for me I know it's crazy But do you believe in destiny When I look into your eyes I know we meant to be you Never felt this way before you be my ecstasy
9: A lot of people who make music from their rooms or like from their studios with like midis and you know, like just like software, um, also co create with you know, instrumentalists. You know, they might get like live elements, like some live guitar, and then they might get a bass player to throw something on there, and, and vice versa. You know, you can be a musician that produces you know that uses a lot of live elements that still uses a lot of electronic elements like the caveman you know like caveman they produce um, but they're also like live musicians so they have like live drums they have like live guitar live bass but you know they might still go into Logic Pro just to pick up something from there to add you know to just like give the beat something more so I feel like both of those things coexist um, well especially so in Nigeria you know like at the end of the day right now if you're recording live music you're recording live music through a software program you know you're running through your laptop right. regardless of if it's live or not like it's you know those stems are being run through a machine being run through your laptop being run through DAW software um, the mixing engineers are tweaking it from their side so at the end of the day I feel like just, just those two things just coexist properly especially like as we keep evolving and you know, as music technology keeps evolving and I don't think that one can be without the
8: other and vice versa wanna play lady Dunley, uh-huh. like I'm steady uh-huh. I'm not gonna let it go do so say you know the story, yo. you know, gonna let away. Kana, 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 kana,
6: kana, kana, kana. Kana,
1: Was great, Lady Donley uh, playing her hit song "Kona Corner, Corner uh, which uh, she did with uh, the caveman um, straight out of uh, Lagos. And she's only 25 years old, um, somewhere um, a 25, 26 year old. And uh, it's interesting to see how these young musicians are all being influenced by Ebami Eda. That's what Fela used to be known as That's what he's known as That's what it's called Abameda means The mysterious weird one So we can listen to a little bit of Fela's music And show the connection Between what Fela was doing And what some of the new artists Who are all young people in their mid-twenties And early-twenties And you can see the relationship between the two
4: I think I can't keep myself, I can't keep myself, oh, I can't keep myself. allow me to flex, oh. this life I can't keep myself, I can't keep myself, oh, I can't keep myself, allow me to flex, many many years me I done the good, rock the mic me I rock the show, many many hit songs when I go, still them go save me and now they try, I see them complain of Kanye West, can Biggie mind people best. Everybody wants to be the best But the world can't do without the best the I I I say I put my car He them for I not he, cool he do them like, He's like I can't keep myself I can't keep my
1: I can't, I, can't yes, that's I can't kill myself. Yes, yes, that's timayas I Can't Kill Myself coming straight out of the grooves of What I No Get Enemy by Fela Kuti. And uh, we previously we listened to a burner boy coming directly um, again out of um, another Fela tune. Uh, so you can clearly see that there is um, this question of homage to Fela and to, you know, the founder of Afrobeat is strong and um, we can go ahead and take a look at some of the newer songs that are being played right now, probably as we speak on your radio stations. This has just exploded globally and uh, the next few songs we're going to check out, Ira Star uh, with a song called Bloody Samaritan, Omale, the song called Understand and Wizkid. Uh, with his very popular song Essence featuring Thames.
10: I'm taking still have to make it, vibe killer, me and no go take shit, eh, vibe killer, love is time time, protect my energy, from your bad aura, let my pastor say, i be my healer, everything I desire, I go receive. see, my rhythm, flow like a river, if you get your wah, come on go and sit down, I go just para, come up my trigger, I go just day. follow my dream, I'm feeling vibes on vibes, I'm a down. dime, In my lifestyle, I see you watching my movements. This bad bitch bad every day. I know they look on your face. Bad man, bad every day. My energy from your power. let my pastor say I be my healer. Everything I desire, I go see my everything flow like a river. If you get your work, come on, go and sit down. I go just para, come off my jigger. I go just follow my dream. I'm feeling vibes.
11: I show you my best friend, 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 friend. I thought we in this together Give you my necklace, friend, friend. Show you my best friend, friend, friend. I give you my last guy, you spend Everything I do, I wonder, wonder, under, under, I'm gonna wonder, under, under, wonder. I know 50, understand 100, That's the way you do, yeah
2: learned the s factor we solved the riddle what does it mean what is the what is the s factor
1: man when you talk about music it's about sweetness you know it's it's the music sweet as my people will say Ah, if it's not don't tell me about it is it sweet
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah man so I, i see a lot of reasons for uh Keeping an eye on things because, like you know, cavemen were mentioned. There's other bands like that that are fusing these things in beautiful ways and new sounds with old roots coming up everywhere on the continent and in the diaspora. So happy to share that with you once a week on Tacoma Radio at the Jolly Papa Show and delighted to be here at Afro Pop. Uh, you know, just dipping a toe into the
1: the hip deep world. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much uh, to George Collinet. Um, the godfather of good music on the radio yes I said it uh, so, now this has been a great pleasure it's always great working with George and just um, learning from him and getting his understanding of uh, music coming out of the continent so much to listen to go out there
0: and have a good time thank you we see you on the airwaves wow that was great Thank you, Emma and Michael, for helping us better understand the S-factor. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and from PRX affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Thanks to the Jolly Papa team and also WOWD Tacoma Park, a Park a Radio. And kudos to Wunmi, Danielle Zizonu, I Sheun Olota and Lady Domley for their participation to this program. All zoomed from Africa, Europe and the US. Covid oblige. <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Michael Cherikis and Eme Awa. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast, including... Radio programs and our Afropop Close Up podcast series. And don't forget to join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief audio engineer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by GC from the Syncopated Lair in Washington, D.C. Benning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, Afropop.org. Our director of new media is Ben Richmond, and I'm Georges Collinet.